Welcome. It's been a good day. It was Father's Day. A day to reflect. I have three grown children, so it's a day to reflect, spend some time, and to enjoy. Um, I was going to say fruits of our labor, but uh, no, to enjoy um, the growth of my children. And it's really interesting as I thought about, you know, what to talk about tonight. I just thought I'd talk father from the heart and some of the lessons I've learned. You know, it's it's such a it's it's such an interesting thing uh, for those who are just becoming fathers to understand that um, there is no book. No one does it 100% right. There's no right or wrong. But what has to be there is the heart of the father. For one, you becoming fathers, you need to be there. Father's just not something that you do. It's a commitment that you have to undertake. And fathers have to be there and be that stable element. You know, they say men are from uh, Mars and women from Venus. And, and I think the way God made us, the makeup, it, it, it's special. We have certain capabilities that women don't have. And as uh, on the reverse side, women have some abilities that we don't have. But I think that the, the, the characteristics that we were given uh, were given for a reason, and probably one of the greatest ones is vision. Vision and confidence, the things that we have to bring down and give to our children so that they can feel, one, safe, and two, feel like they can conquer the world. Because when they begin and they look at you as a father, they think the world of you. No one's greater than my dad. Ask any little girl. They'll tell you. In a lot of situations, there are, there are some bad situations. But uh, they're always proud of their dads. Uh, if you looked at my site, you saw that my daughter made a few comments on my site about me. But it's a big toll. It's a big task. Um, so, men, I congratulate you. Um, and a lot of times, like I wrote in my uh, post, we're ridiculed and uh, not respected. And uh, we're made fun of. But we have to keep the vision. We have to be the, the cornerstone of the family. It's critical to keep the family going, to be the cornerstone to be that voice, and I'll take different stages. In the beginning, it's all new, and we're learning, but it's also a joy to just look at those little children and see how the creator has put all those finite little points together. Then it's become teenagers, and we start to teach them to drive, and uh, they ask us about social situations when we try to get them the best answers we have based on our experience and some of what we've read. But again, no one gets it right all together. What we have to do is love them through it. And the same thing occurs when we start looking at them uh, as they become adults, because I have adult children. And see, the, the thought and the theory is that when children are grown, 
then it's over. You know, when they're out the house, it's over. But the truth is, you're still a father. And they look at you for guidance and for direction. And we have to be the visionaries. We have to help them. We have to see what's in them. We have to help bring that out of them and then help them to spread their wings and then be uh, be their chillies, their encouragement, and, and just love them. If there's anything that you can do is to love them. Now, sometimes families are, are huggers and others are just handshakers, but... Um, but as you grow older, you learn, I honestly believe, you learn to be huggers because it, it, it creates that message, that confidence that the children need. Uh, as a matter of fact, if more of us stood up as fathers, it would help the children to be more stable as they grow as opposed to unstable. That is the, the I'm talking to fathers who are committed to it. And those that aren't are missing out on the joy watching their children grow and be and then see that trickle down into their children your grandchildren and to be able to 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 um be a part of that you know i spent a little time with my grandson and he always uh when we come home from church wants to jump into my car and ride with papo because we hadn't seen each other for a couple of weeks and he wanted to spend a little time because we always have a great time uh, doing things. Uh, but that's a joy to to see that trickle down. But here's the best, here's the greatest thing that we need to understand as fathers. It's not what we say so much as what we do. Children model everything we do, and they're watching even when you don't think they are. And it's critical because it's those habits, those things that we don't say that they see that develops them to what they will be. And that's why you've got to be careful and make sure that you model the right thing. And whenever you model those things that are not really... Um, say in a positive in nature say uh, that breakdown and i've seen it I, I, it's kind of sad but i've seen a few um well, a few of the barbers that uh, you know i asked about where are they but i i remember having conversations with them and they were accepting things like drinking and um carousing and stuff like that from their children and they thought it was okay they didn't condone or or guide them and a, and, and a couple of them that I'm thinking of, when I asked what happened to them, they each had nervous breakdowns. You see, what you have to understand is you have to model for your children because if you don't, whatever you don't do or whatever you do that's of a negative sense, it's going to multiply in those children themselves. If you drink, your children will, your child will probably become a more excessive drinker unless they, they have a, another interaction of some sort with someone else that, 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 that motivates them to not go in that direction. If you smoke, you find your child is, smokes even more. If you cuss, they cuss even more. So we have to, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard as fathers. 
so that our children won't slip. And in today's society, it's so critical because the positive side is so downplayed and the negative side is so in your face, so amplified and emphasized that they really need that shining light that you can give them. So we have to be there to give that to those children. Otherwise, they have nowhere to go. I honestly think that's probably one of the reasons why the, the suicide rate is so high among teenagers, not to mention the fact that uh, the social skills aren't there because they're so tied to these electronic devices. They have to be cut off and time spent away from those things so that you can actually bond and have conversation and build those social skills within the children themselves. That is critical. It's so, it's so, um, yeah, it's sad to see in today's society. So now as I look back at my children, I, I think of the times that, um, you know, you always have the good and bad guy, my wife being the disciplinarian and me being the, the fun one. But to, to, to put that fun in there, but also uh, maintain those rules was critical with the, with our children. And, um, and the model, both me and my wife, were, we went to work every day. There, there wasn't an excuse. And as a result of that, what do we see with our children? They're not, they don't take a day off because they're tired or whatever, and they're go-getters. Man, they're go-getters. My oldest son just got promoted. Uh, he was the high. well, he still is the highest um, producing um, uh, insurance broker within his company. My daughter, her business is about to double. They just go get it. And my son, my youngest son just got, you know, a, a massive raise. And why is it that they 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 do the, those things? And, and why are they so, uh, uh, why are they such go-getters? Well, it's kind of obvious I'm an uh, energetic and, and positive person, but my wife uh, models the same thing, man, hard worker, very hard workers. But it's it's that that you model. It's not that we what we told them. It's what they saw. If you if you ask them, they'll tell you, mom and dad always work. They don't they don't sit around, and we didn't give them everything. You don't have to give the kids that. They have to understand that you have to work for stuff. And yes, there was competition. Yeah, there are winners and losers in this world. Do not create the false image for kids that that they uh, everyone wins. Not everyone wins, but you've got to learn to lose. And it's in those lessons when you lose that you can, that gives you as a parent an opportunity to teach so that kids understand that losing is part of life as winning is. But at the same time, to be able to fight and, and learn how the good side of things and that you can do well and you can you can make it and then to be able to help others. You know, I remember when I um, began uh, volunteering when I came back from Iraq in 2000, 
2008, 18, I think it was 2009, uh, and uh, volunteering. My children would come down, again, modeling. They'd come down and want to volunteer with me and serve at uh, the, the rescue mission. Being that model in front of them, making it the church, and, um, and not using those words and not having to curse and, and to, to just to model. You got to model. Kids need that. I think about, you know, one story. Now, this, this you've got to understand, particularly when it comes to foster children. At one time, we got a foster child. And because of the discipline that we instilled, the foster child we had, needless to say, what we were told in the beginning was this child, uh, first of all, we, we got him on a, the late Saturday night. The family didn't want to keep him another day. And they said, oh, you're up. It's your turn. First of all, they have a long path for you to learn. And, and then once you get qualified, um, yeah, so so we got this this child, just to make a long story, we got the child, and, and later we found out before he got into our home, he never lived in the house more than two weeks. No more than two weeks. And then when he came in our house, we had him from, I think it was April to December, and we would have had him longer. And when he, it was time for him to leave, up to the last day when we had Christmas early in December, he would say, you know, it's not too late. You can adopt me. But see, the, the purpose or the, the objective of foster children is to reunite the children with their family. Unfortunately, because we had done such a great job, it, it turned out that we were going to possibly end up getting additional medication because this child really had a problem with attention to a degree. But we would not give him that. We, we disciplined him, and we didn't give him additional me, uh, medicine. But since an aunt got a hold of it, she thought he was. And as a result, she stepped forward. All these years, she would not step forward. But when she heard there may be more money involved, she stepped forward. And my wife, uh, even though it would have been better for the child to stay with us, my wife felt that he would have resented. And we let him go off to the aunt. And unfortunately, within, I don't know, five or six months, he was back in the system. It was sad. But, um, yeah, it was a great experience. But but the discipline, as a matter of fact, one time my wife said to him, uh, because he had done something wrong, she said, I'm going to have to take that from you. Now, you wouldn't want your sister or brother to be here to be disciplined like this, would you? And she was thinking he'd say no, and he said, yes. Pure lesson. Children need discipline. They want it because discipline instills love if you care for them. Then, then you want the best for them. And sometimes it hurts. They may not understand it totally, but they know that you've got the best interest in mind and that they really want to, um, they really want the best for you. So then, and, and when you create rules, because see, 
if you create rules for children, that's the only place they're going to understand laws and discipline. In the home is where it happens. If they don't get it at home, if they don't, if they don't learn to obey authority at home, how do you expect them to obey authority when they get older? That's why we have the problem. We as fathers need to stand up as well as with the mothers and be the disciplinaries in the family to, so that the children learn that there are rules and we have to follow rules. That's just the way we function in society. So as, as a father who has, has done that, and seeing the fruits of my labor, um, I just say, you know, if you're a new father, don't be afraid to be in there, to discipline. It's important because if you don't, they won't learn it outside. And they'll be the child that has a problem in the future. And you're going to wonder why. It's because discipline is learned in the home. And those rules that were learned in the home are the ones that they learn outside. Then they know, you know, when it's a stop sign, you stop at a stop sign. Otherwise, or, you know, uh, you don't hit someone every time they say something bad. Learn how to cope. Coping skills is so critical. But as, as I said, my lesson in my heart is that be the model. Be the model for those kids. Because... What you say speaks so loud they can't hear what you're saying. Trust me, I know. So many times, and those who have older children now, so many times when you thought they weren't listening, they were. From the things that they tell you later. Dad, I remember when you did this. And I remember um, how, uh, how you said that to me. And it makes sense now. I'm glad I did that, and I'm glad you did that to me. <laughs> Heck, my youngest son, my wife was kind of upset because she sent him to uh, the water camp, and he, he fought her every day for that. Last time we were with him, what did he say to her? That was the best time he had was at the water camp. But she had to fight him every day, and she thought, she was, she thought it was bad sending him there. But yet in the end... Now that he's grown, he said, those were some of the best times of my life being at the water camp every day, even though he fought every day to go there. So it's important that we model for our children. I'm speaking mainly to the fathers because it's Father's Day, because so many times the father is absent. And for men who wish they had children and don't, adopt some in the neighborhood. Men need men to look up. Kids, boys, and ladies need men to look up to. Be that man. You know, provide, impart that knowledge that you have. So much knowledge that it needs to be shared. That's my message today, and 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 and, and that's why with this group that I'm uh, that I have now, you can join the uh, confidence and encouragement. It's similar to that because it it, it relates that same relationship that a, a father has with a child. One of the things we have to do is instill confidence in them, and encouragement. Encourage them when they get beat down. Encourage them. This is part of life, son. 
just get up and do it again. <laughs> just one story. I remember my youngest son was struggling trying to get a job, and he had put in several applications. And then I went out with him, and I said, "Son, I need to show you how it's done." We go into a Publix, and instead of filling out applications, what do I do? I go in there and I, I start interrogating the manager. I said, "Hey, are you guys hiring?" Oh, the hiring manager, he'll be here this afternoon or something like that. I said, okay, so what kind of jobs are they looking for? And what times? What are the time frames that they have? So that, you know, you don't want to miss it by an hour because you didn't know that it, the jobs go from uh, three to seven, and you put three to six, and they say, oh, he doesn't fit the qualification. You want to know what it is. And I interviewed him before he interviewed us. And that was a great lesson because the next day my son went out and he had a job. The other half of that is my wife said, told him he's not working. He had to do yard work and she'd wait till the middle of the day and then tell me how to get out there and do it. You do that a few days and you get motivated to do something <laughs> different. But anyways, it's great. I enjoy talking about getting ahead and um, well, talking about character in general and modeling for the children. And, and giving them what they're going to need to survive and to not to survive, to uh, excel in life. These are the things. And, and the greatest one is love. You can be disciplined and you can show love at the same time. And they feel that and they know that. A rub on the back every now and then. Uh, just to tell them, hey, love you and give them a hug. Those things help build that confidence and assurance in them. And then encourage them, whatever activities they're doing, because it, it means so much. It'll carry them a long way through their life. That's my message today. It's been great. I'm glad he was able to share on Father's Day because it was a beautiful Father's Day. We just went out to dinner. Um, my daughter got me my little things. My son, who knows I like ribs. He's smoking some ribs. I need to when I end this call, run and grab some of those. Uh, they'll last for a week because I've been cutting back. I, I had hurt my leg, and now I've been doing some aerobic exercise and really shedding some pounds, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But anyways, it's good. I like to see uh, uh, some new people, which is great. If you're new, I hadn't talked to you before. I see Davis there, but others, um, you know, join the group. I've got some good encouraging things that I've put out there. And continue to do some more because my thing is to encourage you to be the best you that you can be. That's my that's my uh, my gift or desire is to not hold in everything I've learned, but to share it with you so that you can become everything that you can be. Thank you, and have a happy Father's Day for the men and women. Make sure that you uh, thank them as husbands and fathers. Have a good evening.